You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. All right, Sam. I am a little upset with myself because I completely forgot Saturday was Batman Day. I even posted it to our Facebook page. I know you did, but like, I've got. Yeah. I, I know, I know. But you know, Sam, some of us have to work and earn a living. I mean, I know you do too, but. I just work a normal nine you, to or seven to four job. Eight to four. Damn, I don't just, even know my own hours. Yeah, that, that's really bad. Uh, eight to four job, Monday through Friday. I don't work obscure hours yeah, on the weekends. So, so sometimes I forget which day of the week it is. Saturday, Batman Day. Yeah. Dude, I packed up and moved out of my entire apartment on Saturday and still made time to go buy a comic book store. Uh, well, why? Why? Like, the. The sale that we were talking about was only for digital through certain websites. Well, yeah, but I also knew that comic book stores, to bring in business, would be celebrating Batman Day. So they had some really great Batman deals at local comic book stores in and around the area. Okay, what did you what what did you find? I originally went in on Saturday, you know, like we originally talked, looking for the Killing Joke. Uh, couldn't find it, but I found the Dark Knight Returns. You know, the sequel, um, the second one in the Dark Knight Returns. The, fr- the first one was written by Frank Miller. He he wrote a sequel to it. Yeah, isn't it? I I don't I don't know, dude. I I told you I said I said it very honestly last week. I don't read the Batman comics. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of the movie. So you're looking at me like I have Sorry. the answers, and I have no fucking this idea. Is, this is part two in the in the Dark Knight Returns trilogy that Miller is ending in uh, holidays of this fall. So so okay so, yeah. So I did that, and then well, wait, why didn't you get part one? I already already had part one. Oh, okay. I already already read it. Oh, okay, okay. But then Sunday, I wandered into another comic book store. Oh, and it was still going on. Well, I found the killing joke, and I was talking to the guy behind the counter. Sorry, Brian. I know I should have come out to uh, Duncanville. You would have had it right away for me, and I wouldn't have missed that great Batman sale out there. But so anyway, Sunday, I walked into a store, and I was like, "Damn it! I was looking for this all day yesterday, and I can't believe I found it now, and the sale's over." And the guy on the counter was like, he goes, look, yesterday it was 20% off. I'll keep the Batman sale going today. It's 15% off. And I was like, sweet. It was like $3 online digital copy. But as we Whatever. discussed. I got it, it we... for 16 bucks. Oh, and, that's not bad. And I picked up. Yeah. So so now I I have the second one in the Dark Knight Returns, what is going to be a trilogy. Yeah. And I had now owned The Killing Joke. That Yeah. that, that That's pretty cool. Which like I said. After I, I get done reading Batman No Man's Land, I've got two other Batman graphic novels lined up. First, you got to finish Chrononauts. You're like one comic away from yeah. that. Yeah. Going on, home tonight to finish Chrononauts number four. Yeah. And you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Yeah. This is my comic life on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Jeff and sitting across from me as always is. Sam. We want to thank you for tuning in to this week's show. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Just do a search for my comic life in the facebook search bar you find us on twitter and instagram our handle on both of those are at my comic underscore life and uh we've started uh periscoping uh you know uh show prep uh, i know i know uh mvp and the editing bay they periscope show prep and the entire show uh we're just doing show prep you know is uh we're, we're still we're still a little gun shy about this whole periscope thing and so we're just doing about, you know, five to ten minutes before we hit the record button. So you can check that out. We always send out a tweet uh, when we're when getting we go a lot live. of hearts today there. That's right. Hearts equal likes, you know. People people were liking what we were doing. It's too bad it doesn't equal true love. 
Too bad it doesn't translate over into something bigger, like <laughs> yeah. studios, radio stations, being like, "Hey, I don't want to be on a radio station. I like being on the internet. I don't, I don't, I, I've did 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 terrestrial radio. I wouldn't mind doing it again, but if it's like, I like internet's like right now, it's where all the outlaws are. There are no rules. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Say whatever the fuck we want. FCC can eat a dick. Ugh. That that's suddenly, also that's also some pent up rage coming out on. Suddenly, that I hear Bon Jovi's "Dead or Alive" in my head, Jeff. Wanted. <laughs> okay. oh my gosh. Maybe Jeff. we should actually talk about the things that we prepped for for today's show. Yeah. Instead of just going off the top. Of like our first off, Jeff, it's our time. It's <laughs> our time down here. It's our time, but that all ends the second we go up Troy's bucket. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? 30 years later, there's a chance someone else might have their time. Their time. Uh, yeah, is, so in a recent interview with the uh, Tulsa World, Sean Astin had some pretty bold things to say about Goon- about the chance of a Goonie sequel. And uh, he, he has said that uh, it's not a matter of, of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when it's going to happen. He's saying that Goonies has become such a part of American culture that it's going to happen no matter what. It's just a matter of when, not if. Yeah, I don't agree with one of his iterations that he wanted to see. He he mentioned in his article, like, hey, maybe it should continue on as an animated series. Well, no, he, yeah, he said that a couple years ago. And I think that would be actually, I would actually be really okay with a Goonies animated series if it was done properly. I mean, because, like... I have seen some movies turn into animated series that weren't so great, you know, and I think if done properly, it could, it, it could be really clever. And, you know, I, th- I think the Goonies is a, t- is the type of movie, uh, is the type of movie that you could put these groups of kids where each week they have a different adventure, you know, is, but he was saying that a while ago. So I don't, I don't think we're going to see a Goonies cartoon, but he is saying that we will see a Goonies 2 live action movie. Now, he has said that he is not sure if how exactly to do the movie. Is he's had a couple ideas, you know, one getting the original cast back together, which I could see why you would want to do that. You know, but I don't think that would work. I think what would work much better is is have it be maybe have it be the original cast and then have it be their kids and their own adventure because you you, you got to think about who who you really want to target for this movie if you're going to do a Goonies 2. So Sam, if you're going to do a Goonies 2, do you a target it for the original audience that saw it as kids and yes. now are adults or b go for a new generation? No, you target it for the original audience that saw it as but then grew up with it. But then, do you make it a more adult-oriented movie and less kinda, of a kitty flick? You could almost stage it as like a two-part film, where yes, you go with your idea and like have their kids go on an adventure, but have the adults go on an adventure looking for their kids too. Okay, so the kids go on their adventure, and at the end of the first film, they get lost, and then film two is the no, parent. not even. I'm just saying, like you, oh. like two separate perspectives in the film. Kids on one adventure, adults looking for their kids. That's how you shape the movie. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think that way, I think, would be... That could get really... Like, maybe they have to go find the ship to get more treasure off of it. Because because do Mikey you, do, Mikey do, made do, some do, poor, do, do you not poor know, investments. Do, do you not know how the first one ends? The first one ends with Willie's ship setting off in the sunset. So, 
you so you can't you kind of can't go after the ship in the sequel because we have no idea where it ended up. You got to go find it. I think I think if you're gonna do a sequel, is you you would want to keep it as like a local adventure like it was in the first one. Is you'd I think that would be a huge problem is trying to turn it into this big adventure that that canvases this large landscape like they do in Lord of the Rings. Like I think that would be a bad idea. Is keep it local, keep it to you know their neighborhood because that that's that was one of the big driving forces of the movie is you know these kids aren't down there just because you know they're they're you know uh they're down there because they have a reason that's the point i'm trying to make they're down there because they're trying to save their home their community from being turned into a sand trap all right so that's your motive is like i have a harder time coming up with a motive of being like we need to go from what where do they say in the film it's in Oregon? I know it was shot there. No, but I don't. Rem- yeah, I don't remember if they, if they. It's just kind of like a general Pacific. Mm. Right, but so still, it's like, wh- what are you going to come up with that will make them leave from their town to go on this cross country adventure looking for Willie's gold? You know, Willie's brother, <laughs> Bob. Bob's gold. <laughs> One eyed Bob. Yeah, is but also is. With a Goonies 2, could it turn into a too little, too late, Sin City 2-esque, yeah. you know? You could almost throw Tron into this, but Tron made money, though. That's the only thing. But It, it did, but Disney still fucking with Tomorrowland fucking. Well, Garrett, Garrett Hedlund came out this week as saying Tron 3 not totally dead yet. Like, there's still some hope for it. I don't get Man, that still upsets me. I know that, that, they, that th- they banked on Tomorrowland versus Tron 3. I think they would have made more money off of Tron 3. Yeah. No, they absolutely would have. Is They absolutely would have. So... Um, I don't know if it's too little too late because people love nostalgia factor. Yeah, and, and, and that's and like, a really and like the 80s culture and craze is definitely coming back. I was in a about big to way. say is, is, you know, is recently we've been telling more and more stories about how these old movies are being turned into TV shows. And some of the, you know, the movies are just being remade now. So yeah. And stuff. I mean like, Stuff even before the eighties, I mean, like Chips is coming out with a movie. Are they really? Yeah, I had no idea. I yeah, uh, Dax Shepard's gonna be one of the stars. Oh of my it. god, who do you get? Who do you get to uh, replace? What is his name? Eric. Uh, Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada. I would say you'd have to get Fez from that seventies show. <laughs> yeah, you could actually. Yeah, and actually, then, yeah. And then I was just reading Vincent D'Onofrio from Daredevil signed on to be the villain of this movie, of the Chips movie. Yeah. Wow, man. Why did they call them chips? California Highway Patrol. Yeah, it's C-H-I-P-S. Or no, C-H-P-S. So it's California Highway Patrol Station. No, no, because they have an I in the title. Uh Uh-uh. Do they not? Uh Uh-uh. I don't give a shit enough to look it up. We'll figure it it out after after this. Oh, didn't we? Oh, yeah. I, I totally breezed over this. So last week on the show, we were talking about the island of Dr. Monroe. Completely, we yeah, should, you were telling me that Vern Troyer was... We were. And, and, and I was calling bullshit on it. And, and, and you were absolutely right. Did the research. I could have sworn I saw him on the Surreal Life wasn't. or something else of him saying that he was that he was involved in the uh, in the Island of Dr. Monroe film. But nope, Sam, you were absolutely right. Is, you know my movies. Is, 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 I, is I was wrong. Is it, it, you... Is, uh, it was the story that you said where Marlon Brando got obsessed with, with the, the world's smallest, smallest man. man, and that and that's who was in the film. So Sam, 
I apologize. You were correct on that. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, speaking of just like remakes and just not letting something die. Oh man, that's a bad pun. Given what we're about to talk about. Oh no, dude! I I like this. I can't believe you just went there with that. Yeah, yeah that 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 was a poor choice You're a of words. Bastard. I didn't mean to. Uh, so. Uh, last week on a Friday, uh, Vin Diesel took to his Facebook page with permission from uh, who is it? Is it Universal? U- Universal. Yeah, Universal, and said that there will be another Fast and Furious trilogy. So, so another three movies. So with eight set to release in 2017, and then there will be nine, nine and, and then t- ten. ten, and then ten will be it. Is he saying? There will be a new Fast trilogy, and this will be the final chapter. I remember when the first one came out. I was summer of my like going into my sophomore year of high school, so like yeah, I was still we, a freshman. We, yeah, no, I thought I thought I was fifteen, sixteen. How old are you as a freshman? Fifteen. Are you? Yeah, and then you turn sixteen like you're <coughs> okay. Somewhere around there, but yeah. So ten. So over. God damn. Over fifteen years of this movie, and what I can't believe is recently they've been getting better like you had the first one which was kind of cheesy but like it's early the first one pay the first one to me was like almost like a modern day point break to a certain degree like likes yeah like it just it, and then the second one was just bad and then i didn't even see tokyo drift oh i've seen them all and numerous then, times and then what comes after tokyo drift the fast and the furious yeah yeah it's it's the fast so it's fast and furious too fast and furious fast and furious tokyo drift the fast and furious fast five fast six fast seven okay i've seen fast six and fast seven yeah i've seen i've seen well, I saw I saw the first two, and then I stopped watching that. Fast Seven, the last one, made me cry at the end. Well, you, well, when you look at like what happened in real life and everything else, you know, yeah, it kind of it, it's it definitely a tearjerker. Uh, but yeah, it, so I watched the first two and then fell off. And then I gotta say, after seeing, yeah, it was Fast Seven. As I went back and I watched Fast Six, was when they first introduced The Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, Fast Five was when they first oh, okay. introduced the then, Rock. Then, then I went back and I watched. That's fa- that's my favorite one. Yeah. Is I gotta say once they re once they introduced the Rock back uh, into the franchise, I gotta say, it picked up. I I I, I don't well, hate those. Did you movies. know that originally that role was supposed to go to Tommy Lee Jones and kind of an all off fugitive throwback, but Ugh. but once again, and Vin Diesel is quoted. In, and this article is saying ever since he stepped on as producer in 2008 and he's been listening to fan mm. feedback, he heard that the fans really wanted to see him and The Rock throw down in a movie. So they kind of beefed up the role and recast it toward The Rock. Well, and you see, and that's exactly what Hollywood needs to do more is is they, they need to sit there. And when you're doing a movie like Fast and Furious franchise where you have several movies, you really need to listen to your audience. And that's really cool that Vin Diesel will sit there and take time to read and see what the fans are saying because they're the ones that are buying the tickets. I'm not the one buying the ticket. Like I may, you know, I might go see fast eight, giving the fact how much fun I've had with fast five and six and seven, but you know, I'm not the, t- I'm not the hardcore fan that's going on the message board. That's sitting there saying like, oh. you need to do this and you need to do that. No, I'm not the hardcore fan doing that. I mean, like I love these films. I watch them. I own a good chunk of them on Blu-ray, but ever since, you know, fast five and four, all of them, really, except for maybe two, which was a little weak. I've just kind of enjoyed the ride and trusted that that they're not going to suck. Yeah. 
So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But so there you go. You can expect uh, after Fast Eight, you can expect two more Fast movies, and then until somebody's career hits, hits the about skids, say, and then is, they'll and then they'll come back for a Fast Eleven I, and Twelve. I mean, like, is can you name any other movie that's had this many telling this many movies in it telling a a singular storyline? Because that, yes, that, that that is what 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 other movie has ten films in it? That are all based around one. What, what movie? James Bond. Nah, I look at that. That one character. Okay, but but th- I look at that as different because each movie, while yes, there are intertwining parts, is it still it's still you know new? You have new James Bonds every so often, and they're also kind of starting to reach the point where they're telling the same. You know, there are now two Casino Royale films out there. Well, yeah, but the one in the 70s was kind of a spoof film. It was never but, meant to be taken seriously. But I'm just saying is is I don't look at I don't look at James Bond in the same light as that because there've been different actors and different, you know, cast has come yeah, and gone. You're not going to you're not going to recast Dominic Toretto. Right. Like I'm sitting there like what film series has 10 that's going to have 10 fucking films. I know Vin Diesel's not in all of them, I know they're not in all of them, but like a good majority of them. Like the only one Vin Diesel's not in is two. Yeah, because doesn't yeah, I heard he makes an appearance? Yeah, in three. he has a he has a cameo at the end of three, and then in four, which may be where he picked up as being producer of the series. Yeah, isn't that is that when he came back? Yeah, four is when he and Paul Walker came back. Yeah, and so and that's the other thing, man is. What the the thing that I think that makes the most sense for these next three films is is revenge, is you open up Fast Eight with Paul Walker's character. I hate to say it, being killed off. I just and say then you, the next no. three films are them tracking down just, his murder. You just let Paul Walker go. The but, way they but how it. do you write him out of the movie? Because they didn't completely write him out of the movie. <laughs> How do you how do you write him out of the movie? Don't even start reminding me about the ending. How of do you write him out of the movie then, Sam? He's a he's a dad now, and he's got to stay behind with his kid. But you can't film him having any conversations like that of him being like, "Can't make this one. I can't make this ride. Can't do it." Like you you have no, to no. you have to you write him even, out of the no. out of the film without him like sitting there setting it up. Real at simple. All. Ludacris shows up. Hey, where's where's Brian? Paul. Or, or, or yeah, where's Brian? Ben's like he's sitting this one out. He's a he's a he's he's a family man now. The end. I, do you, but then but then you're brushing off like the original main character. You're brushing him off in like two lines of dialogue. No, you need more of a backstory. I don't think hardcore fans would allow would be like, oh, that's how you're writing him out. Of Considering the, movie? the extenuating circumstances, I that's, would allow it. That's why you that's why you have it to where something tragic has happened to him. And so the film is all about revenge and all about finding who did this evil thing to his character. But that's just me. But neither one of us are writing. If you're going to go down that tale, you got to kill Paul. You got to kill Mia, and you got to kill their 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 baby child. Then you got to set up for a bloody revenge. No, trilogy. because that that's his that's his. That's his sis. That's Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's Vin Diesel's sister. Okay, so here's how it is. His here's, his so, nephew and his best friend uh, all dead. No, no. The way you do it is, <laughs> man. I feel really morbid saying this, but it's it's an idea. Th- they go. They rob uh, Paul Walker. Can, what's his character's name? So I stop referring to the actual guy. Brian O'Connor. Okay, so they raid Brian's house, 
kill him in the process, kidnap Vin Diesel's sister and uh, niece or nephew, I forget what they have in the movie, and then the rest of the movie, tracking those guys down, getting his family back. I would say kill all three of them and then just make it, like, tracking him down. I would say you only need to do that if she didn't want to come back and be in the film. Jordana Brewster? Yeah, I don't. that's the only reason why I'd say you kill off her character, yeah. too. Okay, but so we'll see how they write these next three movies, but they got to do something to address Paul Walker not being it. More than two lines worth of dialogue in the film. Sorry, Sam. You just can't get off that easy. You have to explain more detail than just he's sitting this one out. He's got a kid. You have to. I would be okay with it. You have to. You have to. Sorry. It will. It, you have to. You have to explain. I don't think I'll that's. Allow it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I won't. I won't. I'm not even that big of a fan. Uh, moving on over. Sticking with films, but moving on over to more of the fantasy side of it. We got a little update about the Gambit film. That uh, is currently. I don't get why anybody asked this question or why she had to clarify yeah, I, it. Yeah, it was so recently uh, on Twitter, Anna Paquin was asked by a fan if she would be showing up in the Gambit film, and she had a very simple, precise answer uh, back to the fan, which was no. Now, if you're doing a Gambit origin story, you're going to follow him as a child. That's exactly growing it. Growing up on the streets That's of New Orleans. That's exactly it. Developing his powers, being a, a being kind of adopted into the thieves guild yes that he was in and then he has to marry the daughter of the head of a rival thieves guild in new orleans to make kind of, kind of like all of romeo and juliet to to make peace between these families and he kind of bitches out at like the last minute decides he doesn't kind of want to get married quite yet <laughs> you know and it causes all that war between the guilds but in no part in the story does rogue pop up gamut and rogue story doesn't even really start until he joins the x-men Right, which that I would imagine would be at the maybe possibly at the end of th- of this first standalone Gambit movie, but also he might make like they might reference him. You know, it could be like a surprise that he shows up in an apocalypse somewhere. Well, but that that's the other thing that I was gonna that that I was about to bring up is is you still is you still have this whole other X Men storyline that's going on where Gambit hasn't been a part of it. So maybe they're not maybe they're they are writing they are going to do this first gambit film in a sense to where it could be a standalone and not have anything to do with the other X-Men storyline. Apocalypse is kind of taking place in the 80s right now and I don't know if Gambit's storyline is going to be that far back. Yeah, yeah, is that's that's a really good point. And then also we also have this other triangle of love where currently rogue is involved with Iceman, so they've been building that for how many movies i know that was that was kind of an obscure take to go with too yeah but still but they've been building that since was that x3 or x2 no, they've been building it since x1 because bobby well, sits uh, yeah sits i'm next to her creates an ice rose and goes welcome to mutant high yeah, okay, yeah, see, I was thinking of when they were on the field trip, and uh, what's-his-face? Pyro. Uh, yeah, Pyro. Yeah, no, that's 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 X2. Right, see, that that's where I was going. I, f- I forgot, because he, he's not a big role in the first X-Men film. Oh, uh, no, he, he shows up a little bit, but I mean, like... But, like, compared to the later X-Men yeah. films, his part was not that significant. No. You know, but so... So there it is. So from the first X-Men they've been building up, you can't have all this build up and then just be like, well, now they got to break up because we got this Gambit character coming in. You know, do you, do you think they even need to really include Gambit in the in, no, in, in the, the only main... person that you would need to 
include from from the X Men series mm-hmm. is Storm, and that's just because in his origin story he bumps into Storm at one point, and she kind of guides him into the X Men a little bit. But once again, that's that would be a, something happening later on in yeah. the film where Storm still wouldn't be a major player in in the film. No, I mean Gambit kind of standalone. You, I mean, there are some side mutants you could throw in, kind of like you did with the first Wolverine film that are kind of cool to see, you know? Right. And kind of like they're doing with the Deadpool film, in- including, you know, Colossus. Which, uh, I still don't understand. I know. Like, I'm, why, I'm, I'm, I, why the... Why why, why is he in this Deadpool movie? I would I would, I would, would understand Cable so much better being in the film than well, Colossus. And and that that's the big rumor, is we talked about it a couple weeks ago, that they're already talking about a Deadpool 2 sequel, uh, and they're... But yeah, so I mean, I expect cable. some like maybe like minor cameos, especially if he's bumping around New Orleans. You know, it seems to be a popular place for mutants mm-hmm. to pop up. You know, but no, I don't expect any mainstream X Men. He may bump into Wolverine at some point. Yeah, but like if just in passing, though. Kinda I was like, about to say, kind of, kind of like Wolverine's cameo in First Class. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like you're just walking down like Bourbon Street, maybe. Yeah. And so, and he hits shoulders with somebody, and the guy turns around, and for a second, you're like, "Is that you? Oh, that is Hugh Jack." And then he's gone. Right there. You know that. That's how you. That's how you do the time. He's like, "Fuck off, bub." Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I really think that they they should do this movie to where if it's not gonna have any impact on the X Men main storyline, because if it sucks. Like the first Wolverine standalone movie did, you kind of want to make it not have a key role in in your other franchise. Plus, you know, we we know they have a short term plan, but I mean, how many more X Men films are they planning on making with the current incarnation of the X Men that we know it? We know Hugh Jackman's coming close to you know. Well, yeah. He's, in fact, he's already named who he would like to see replace him. Exactly. So. So you know, good choice, you by the way. So, so how many more times you know are they going to make these X Men films? Because they kind of brought in this younger cast right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could really launch like at least three more movies off of this younger cast. Yeah, yeah, and and that I think that's, if if Apocalypse works and yeah, let me tell you, it hits some hit some rocky waters when we first got images of Apocalypse. But but then it was released that they did some uh, they did some yeah, costume now, updates and Apocalypse if, started looking yes. like Apocalypse. I'm still not saying that, that that's gospel until I see the trailer, but thank you, Alan A.J. Johnson, one of the My Comic Life consultants, for pointing that out to us. We have consultants. Yes, I have consultants who... Who helped me out. The fuck? Why do you have consultants <laughs> and I don't have consultants? I the have fuck, consultants. Man? What do you... What? People right. who feed me stories and give me information. Why do you never bring them to the table and I'm like, Sam, what do you got for this week then, buddy? Because I posted it all on our Facebook page. God damn it, Sam. God damn it. So, uh, so, we, so there you go, folks, is don't expect to see Rogue or Anna Paquin. Uh, in the uh, in the Gambit standalone film, so all you fans out there that have been praying for it, it's just not going to happen. Uh, speaking or staying with the X Men universe is uh, we have um, recently uh, Mark Miller now not real- Millar now. Okay, here's the thing. Yesterday on on uh, at the end of the editing bay, uh, Joe and Joel they always ask, "Hey, what's coming up on this week's My Comic Life?" And I previewed this story that uh, about uh, Mark Miller. And as soon as I said Miller, is Joe corrected me and said, no, it's Millar because he's Scottish. And I guess that's the Scottish pronunciation. But then Sam said, no, it's Miller. Then 
I did what any good uh, broadcast anchor would do, and that is went to YouTube to look at interviews and see how other people were saying his name. And I got to say, all I kept hearing was Miller. Ha! So if it's Millar, uh, please post a video, an interview with him on our Facebook page and, uh, and, and explain why that this is it, because all the videos I found were calling him Miller. So I'm going with Miller as the pronunciation. This so, story, though, that you got here really excites me after I read it. It does. It makes me so happy because Mark Miller, who is a, sort of a creative creative consultant for Vox. Yeah. He's, um, he's, it's, it's saying, hey, I want to adopt the old man Logan storyline for the third Wolverine film. Mm-hmm. And the way he's shaping it, saying, hey, the characters in the comic can be you know swapped out with other characters. You're getting way ahead of Sorry, yourself. Sorry, I'm excited, man. We, 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 we got to set so this cool. up. We got to set this up. So as we all know is they are working on a final Wolverine standalone film. And Hugh Jackman has and Hugh Jackman has said that no matter what the storyline is, because they still haven't officially released it, is he wants Old Man Logan to be a part of, uh, be, not be a part of, but be an influence in this third film. Old Man Logan was a uh, was a short series done, written by Mark Miller that it takes place like Wolverine is obviously an old man and he hasn't he hasn't brought out his claws in 50 years because of a tragic night. Don't want to spoil anything in case this ends up being a part. Have you not read Old Man Logan? No, I'm, oh, I'm going to wow. go buy it this weekend. And- <laughs> oh, it's it is absolutely fantastic. It is. <clears throat> I love it. I absolutely lo- I loved it. Uh, but so, so old so old man Logan has to go on a cross country adventure with a blind um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, and so as you know, S- Sony and Marvel Studios, sorry, not Sony, Fox, 20, yeah, Fox, Fox, and and Marvel Studios are just now slightly, slightly starting to get on good terms because, as we all know, Spider-Man, uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Well, that's Sony. And oh, that is Sony. Shit. You're Fox abs- and Marvel are still not talking. You're absolutely talking. right. You're absolutely but right. Miller said, hey, you know, we don't have rights to Hawkeye. We could swap him out with a blind Cyclops. How is he blind? His ruby quartz lens got busted. He yeah. has to close his eyes. Now, uh, the Hulk also plays a part in the old man Logan movies, and he's saying you introduce the blob. You have the blob. Take over the role of this of is the Hulk. exciting for me because I really like James Marsden's take on Cyclops in mm-hmm. the in the X Men film. So I would love to see a more disgruntled, pissed off James Marsden right. who can't open his eyes. Right. M- Mark Miller's biggest point was that look the character the way he's saying that the way he wrote Old Man Logan is the characters aren't the most important aspect of the film outside of Logan himself. Yeah, he's saying yeah. you could swap these out with. Right. Is, characters is, in the X-Men universe. Right, is is what he's saying is is what's important about this story is the cross-country adventure that that uh Logan and insert whoever have because it 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 reentered it it, it, it it's just, uh, I can't say a lot because it just it, I don't want to spoil anything but Logan is in a point in his life where he doesn't want this adventure and doesn't want to go on this trip, but needs to. And he not only needs it for financial purposes, but he also needs it because he needs to rediscover something that he has lost and not really lost, but 
was taken away he needs from to him. Shake the rust off his claws and get yeah, back he, out there. They haven't they haven't popped out in fifty years in old man Logan. So that so many Viagra jokes to be made off of that. <laughs> but I'll leave that for another time. Yes. But so I think that I think this would be fantastic, turning the third Wolverine film into Old Man Logan, because then you give Wolverine a really good and proper send off. And then that opens the door to bring in Tom Hardy and have your new Wolverine out there. So I, I, th- I, th- I think that's where they, I, that's where I would like to see Fox go with the Wolverine three movie. Do we, we still don't know if that's the way that they're going to go with it, but Hugh Jackman, whenever he has his say and has his input uh, in the create creating process of this, he's pushing for, you got to have elements of old man Logan in there, which is really, I really hope they just go with Miller's taking a, like Cyclops and Wolverine road tripping across America. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would be cool too is um because they've done a good job of like, you know, when Marvel does, I feel like when Marvel does a standalone film is you, they have to do certain elements in these standalone films. So that way it ties into like the Avengers and, you know, and uh, that, whereas with the Wolverine film, yes, just because it's the same universe, there are certain tie-ins, but I don't feel like they have to go out of their way as much to be like, oh, we, well, we have to have this five minute sequence because it has to tie into this film. So then all this one part makes sense, which is something Marvel does and they do it really well. And, you know, it, and, and I'm fine with that. But that's one thing I do like about these uh, about these X Men movies, you know, is is yeah, is like X Men two and X Men three, like you know, they're all one concise story. But these standalones, yeah, they fit in, but they don't like go out of their way to fit into the to the crossover main movie storyline. They did a little bit at the end of the second X Men film, like when he's walking through the airport real fast, you know, and they're like, and he walks through like the metal detector. Well, yeah, well. N- but you're talking about X2. I was talking about the Wolverine sorry, standalone. Sorry, no, I meant the second Wolverine film. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, where the, you know Professor X and Magneto just show up at the airport yeah. and he sees a commercial for the Sentinels coming. Yeah, so uh, so spe- sticking with uh, comic books influencing movies is, you know, we have a new Independence Day uh, movie coming out. When is it coming? It's coming out soon. Uh, They're going to release it, I think, next summer for the 20th anniversary. That's right, yeah. And so, uh, did we ever do? Did we ever say what the movie was being called? I can't remember. Uh, what is it being called? Is uh, Independence Day? Oh my God! And as soon as I load this, there it is. Independence Day uh, Resurgence is the new uh, ID. Well, I still call it ID Four film. Is so. Uh, uh, sorry, I was just trying to look real quick if I could find the uh, the release date. But no, is you're right. It just says it's just in time for the uh, 20th anniversary. I'm assuming it's going to be a July release. July 4th, possibly. Yeah, you know, is uh, when the original was released. But so leading up to this film is they are going to release a uh, comic book series that is a prequel to to Independence Day Resurgence. Well, good, because... So this is what's happened after the first film and before the new film. Because I'm really curious, with millions of dead bodies piling up, polluted water, yeah, destroyed infrastructure, roadways... There are so many questions that need to be answered. Yeah, how do you clear off all the highways, clear off all the vehicles, get back to rebuilding the roads that were destroyed? Yeah, well, and also is, you know, 
at, at the end of the movie, they figure out how to take down the ships. But when you take those things down, they come crashing down onto the city. Yeah. Like, we saw that at the end of the there movie. There might be some aliens still alive in those ships you have to fight through. Exactly. So there is a lot of shit still up in the air of, like, wait, what happens next? And it's really, I think it's really good that they're doing it in a comic form. You know, because you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to overload the movie with like this is what happened after the first invasion. Yeah, too much exposition can kill a e- film. Exactly, but then again, not enough can leave you asking more questions. Yeah, you know, like 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 we just pointed out. Right. So what's good about this comic is that it's going to be able to answer, uh, hopefully, answer those questions and give a a good lead in to the film. And uh, and I just I, I hope it doesn't suck, <laughs> you know. Is like, I I hope it's a good film and I hope it's a, a good comic, and uh, I don't see a release date yet for this uh, Independence Day uh, prequel. They comic. said they haven't yet. You know, just the studio producing it just said, "Hey, this is coming out. We're not going to say when it's going to be released yet, and we're not going to say you know." If it's going to be released with the comic or with the movie coming out, it may be released before. I, but I believe it's going to be released before. Is I, I I do I do believe that um, it'll be released before that because that would make the most sense, seeing as how it's a prequel and all. You know, doesn't say, doesn't say, doesn't Jeff? No, it, it doesn't. You're absolutely right. It doesn't, and I can't find who's uh, who's uh, publishing. I want to say it was Titan Comics, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure who's also making it. Uh, finally, for uh, today, oh, man, I love this type of shit. Oh, this, I is, love this is a this. book you and I both love. I think uh, first, yeah, first of all, it's a great book. I Second, think this book has one of the greatest forewords I've ever or just author's note that I, I've oh, ever yeah. read. Oh, oh, forward. One yeah. Of the, oh, I thought you said four words, and I was like, no. I was like, well, they say a lot of forewords, but I know a lot of comics that use the same four no. words also. Uh, so recently, uh, Chip, uh, oh my God, I was Zadarsky. Yeah, I was about to say during show prep, I had it down flawlessly. Chip Zadarsky, Zadarsky uh, declined a recent Harvey uh, Award. So now, ju- just for those of you who may not know, is uh, the comic book industry does the Harvey Awards, which is a What's the uh, is it Golden Golden Globes or is it the SAG Awards that are vote- SAG SAG Awards is where it's voted on by peers. Okay, so it's kind of like the SAG Awards of the comic Comics. book industry is other comic creators, writers, artists, and all that. They vote on on uh, they vote for the winners of the Harvey Award, and so uh, Chip Zdarsky, a co-creator and writer of uh, Sex, Sex Criminals. Criminals. Uh, him and uh, Matt uh, Fraction uh, do the do the story. He won a the Harvey Special Award for uh, humor for Sex Criminals, and Zadarsky declined the award. Why? And he took to his uh, he took to his blog, and uh, he said that he uh, would not accept the award because Matt Fraction was left out of the nomination. He said, quote, I pointed this out to the Harvey Awards and told them I wish to have Matt on the ballot with me or to remove me completely, and they declined to do either. So he told them, hey, it's him and I are a team, so it's both of us or it's none of us. They didn't care. They still put just Chip's name on the ballot. He won, and now he's not taking the award. Well, scratch that. 
he said that he that if they have already mailed him the award and it's already in route to him that once he accepts it or once he gets it in the mail that he will carve Matt's name onto the award now what i don't get is he is also on on his blog on uh, Zadarsky's blog is he also wrote this saying that he when he contacted the Harvey Awards about Matt's name being off, uh, he had this to say. Uh, he had this to say. They said, "quote," and now this is the response uh, from the Harvey Awards. We believe any collaborative process which the creators believe is equally divided makes this uh, makes this difficult. It's unfortunate. This is not a judgment call for us to make, but it's not like that's the quote, which in itself it's kind of a confusing quote, right? But essentially, what they're saying is like, "Hey, man, look." It's not our ju- it's not our judgment called to say, you know, that we understand that both of you write the book and both of you came up with it, but it's it's not our call to make so sorry. It's like, well, no, you're the you're the people in charge yeah, of the awards. You created the awards. Right. Like so no, you could easily add his the, name the to the thing ballot. I can think of is that they have to have it adhere to some industry industry standard. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like how uh like yeah is is like with directors. Yeah, like, like you can't have two directors for a movie according to like you know SAG after rules. Right, which is why a lot of uh, why, why certain directors leave the guild altogether. Yeah, like I don't think the Cohen brothers and the I don't know if they still are, but I know at one point the Cohen brothers were like left left the left the guild because they're like we make these films together we're equally it yeah i know I think robert f- rodriguez had to leave over over sin city because he credited frank miller as being yeah, a co-director and, uh, with him. i don't know if the farley brothers also did that i think i think the farley brothers i think one of them gets like you know the a writing ma- credit exa- yeah well i know they both directed and and they'll put on there a farley brothers like film or a farley brothers production but I believe, like, if it comes to award, like, one of them gets it over the other, uh, so that way they can be nominated, which is so stupid. I think that's the dumbest thing in the world. Is 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 because you you know both with with the uh, with the Academy and with Sa- and SAG and now apparently with these Harvey Awards, who cares if multiple people came up with it? Is is essentially you are you are telling people not to collaborate. Don't talk to your fellow industry persons and, you know, ask them, what are you working on? What are you working on? Oh, that sounds cool. Maybe we could help each other out and and write together. Why would you want to deny that? That makes no sense to me. Stand alone. Be a commune unto yourself. Forget collaboration. I don't get it. No, you should definitely collaborate. And, I mean... I, I don't understand. Well, and so if this I'm, award gets sent to him, he's he's gonna auction it off. So I mean, you and yeah, I could own a Harvey. Oh my God! If 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 that ends up happening, is he is that that was the end of his quote? Is he said after if the if the uh, statue is already in route, he'll carve Matt's name into it once he gets it, and then auction it off for uh, the Hero Initiative uh, charity that uh, he's involved in, which is badass, and it's also a great fuck you to 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 the committee of saying like. You know, it's more than just me that made this, you know, is, is, you know, it's more than just, you know, it's more than just, it'd be like, it'd be like, Jeff, we're giving you an award for my comic life. Will Sam host the show with me? Yeah. Sam does not get in the award. It's all you. Well, that's bullshit because it's more than just me doing the show. Oh, buddy. Not a whole lot, but like, you know. Well, fuck you too. (laughs) And the horse you rode in on. 
So that that makes me love these guys even more. They're a team. And, and, and they uh, aren't letting fame come between them. That's right. That's right. They're sticking to their guns and they're saying, hey, we're, yeah, we're a team. Hey, so, the only question I got is, hey, Hollywood, when are you going to turn sex criminals into a TV series or movie? We've already we – we covered that a couple months ago. Is it's already it's already oh, in yeah, production. Damn. Is uh, I, I drinking so much. I, I I don't know the uh, I don't think they've released a uh, studio yet, but uh, Sex Criminals and um, The Wicked and Divine are are, um, are being turned into either uh, t- I think TV deals. Yeah. Oh, Sex 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 Criminals definitely is being turned into a TV show. Wicked and Divine is either a TV or a um, or a uh, movie. Can't can't remember exactly. Hey Jeff, but we do know what is being released here soon. That's right, we do. Sam, great segue. Proud of you, buddy. Hey, there we go. All right, folks, this is the part of the show where we let you know what's new in comic books and what's new in theaters. Since this is so we'll, this is coming out September 30th, so if you're listening to this on Wednesday, tomorrow is October 1st. And as we do at the beginning of every month, we list off what's new to Netflix. So this month... So coming October 1st... Yeah, Sam, you got something that you are so excited about right out of the gate. Oh, well, no, it's just some... Good movies like like eight ninety nine a month is actually going to be worth it. So yeah, October. So we got Net- American Wait, Pie. God damn it, Sam! Every time we do this, I even I even made a mental note to be like, all right, before we start recording, talk to Sam so that way he doesn't jump around the Netflix. It's fucking October first. I know, I know. How am I jumping around? Because you're cutting me off while I'm trying to do a setup. Oh well, I'm sorry. Please. Set it up. Oh, no, now it's fucking ruined. I was, I, all I was going to say is Netflix is starting off October really strong, and then as the month goes on, they just kind of start to dwindle and, I don't know. But October 1st. Dwindle and dwaddle. Yeah, but October 1st, a lot of shit's hitting. All right, Sam, as you first pointed out, go ahead. American Pie, Batman Begins, Boogie Nights, The Born Supremacy, and I guess... Maybe I'll check this out. Alexander, the theatrical cut. Yeah, the one uh, with uh, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. Uh, also coming out October first, the uh, Tim Burton Charlie in the uh, Chocolate Factory, the 2005 version. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I also felt. Million Dollar Baby is also out. Good uh, movie. I never saw it. Uh, Whoa. Is, is uh, now I might. Those are all kind. Oh, and then uh, Robin Williams remembered this, uh, this. And Richard Pryor icon. Yeah, is uh, both uh, both little t- uh, tributes to uh, these comedians. So uh, definitely want to check that out. If you're a big Vanilla Ice fan, because who isn't these days? Is I guess someone's given him a reality TV show, and it's been on for four goddamn seasons. Oh no, no, this is on like one of those like home restoration networks, and it's like Vanilla Ice like working on people's homes. Oh, is that it? I saw yeah. I saw one, and I think he was with like the Amish. Like, oh, I th- I thought it was like you know they take him and put him in different. What's well, simply called the Vanilla Ice, Ice Project. Project. Yeah. So uh, October second, if you're a fan, Vampire Diaries season six. Y- oh my God, Sam! Shut you, up. Guys, you guys can't see the look that Sam's Shut doing. Shut up. Uh, then we skip on down to October sixth, American Horror Story Freak Show. That's season four of American uh, Horror Story. And then also uh, on October 6th, uh, season one of The Flash and I, Zombie. Jeff, you should be really excited about. And then, and I'm going to watch it on Netflix, but I'm also going to go out and buy the fucking Blu-ray of it. 
And then also October 6th. Ooh, the new Tremors movie, Tremors 5 Bloodline. Oh my god, so excited. Is they have been nothing but a bunch of cock teases on their Facebook page because they keep putting up these videos of Bert and you go to tap on it to hear the sound and it's like this video has no sound. But they're but he's sitting there talking to somebody and you're just like what the fuck man? You're going to show a video and this is obviously from the film. It's and also it's only like a 6 to 10 second long video. And it's of two people talking, showing some scenery, and you're not going to put any sound to it? That is just pissing me off. But it's okay, because the wait is over uh, this coming Tuesday. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited about Wednesday, the day before my birthday. Okay, why uh, is that? We got Arrow Season 3 yeah, and Supernatural Season 10, 10, two shows I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, um, and then... Moving on down, like I said, is like I just don't recognize any of this stuff being. Released. I mean, I recognize Jane the Virgin season one. It was a show that got CW like a lot of recognition because they actually got nominated for like an Emmy for this show, mm. which is big deal for them. Uh, beyond that, dang, I'm scrolling through the list. I was about here. to say is October twentieth, Lego DC Comics Batman be beleaguered and be Marvel's Avengers uh, Assemble season two. Hemlock Grove season three. This is the final season of On Hem- October twenty third. Yeah, that's the. This is the final season. Oh. so uh, October twenty seventh, August Osage County. That was kind of. I have no idea what the fuck that is. Uh, it's kind of a big movie. Uh, Return to Sender, October 29th. That sounds somewhat familiar, but can't quite put my finger on it. So I'm just gonna go with okay. And then things leaving that. Uh, we don't normally do that, Sam. Uh, well, just three highlights. A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, The Big Lebowski, and Caprica Season 1. Oh, and The Devil's Rejects. Okay. Why are you dumping off all your great horror films on the 1st of October? Uh, I mean, it's the contracts. Is the, is they, got, uh, they, got, uh, they got it. So, Okay, Sam, let's move on over to uh, comic books. So what's coming out this week from uh, Marvel and DC? Well, on the Marvel side of things, we have Shield number ten. Howard the Duck teams up with Agent Coulson for some wacky adventures. What? Yes. This is not the. Uh, this is not the Howard the Duck. Uh, oh no! Uh, new reboot. No, no. This is just Howard the Duck, and apparently Coulson knows a deep dark secret about Howard the Duck. Ooh. Oh, speaking of Howard the Duck, Sam, we're going to be on the editing bay next week. We are. And we will be talking about the 1985, 86. I don't know exactly when the movie came out. Leah Thompson, Howard the Duck. Bestiality. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. And then flipping on over to the DC pages of things, we have Superman coming out this month. Kind of a new take on Superman here. Uh, People are finding out his identities, and will his friends at the planet be the first one to suffer because people know now that Clark Kent is Superman. This is why you keep the glasses and the suit on, man, and you don't go around telling people, hey, I'm Superman. It sucks. You put your friends and family at danger. How dare you be such a prick to let your identity be revealed? Hmm. Also, Superman's kind of dressing a little douchey these days. He's in a Superman t-shirt and jeans with, like, work boots. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing something about that. It, that's uh, that's weird. I don't know. Yeah, not a not a huge fan. Bring back the tights and capes. I mean, I know in some iteration of the DC comics right now, like in the Justice League Wars that are going on, mm-hmm. it's the tights and capes Superman. But in this version, it's jeans and work boots and a t-shirt. Trying to make him more relatable. 
Okay. To the average man. So that's what I got popping up on the Marvel DC side of things. Jeff, what have you got? Alrighty, uh, popping up on Image is we have uh, Southern Bastards Book One Premium Hardcover. Is uh, this is it? This is an interesting uh, comic. Interesting and title there was Southern yeah, Bastards. Yeah, is like it's like a, a high school football coach who I don't know if it's hate crimes, but beats the shit out of a lot of people with a bat. So, uh, anyways, and then also uh, Sons of the Devil number five is also out this week. Rasputin number nine, Postal number seven. Now there is a good uh, jumping on point this week is Material Volume One. This is the first trade paperback, uh, gathering together Material number one, uh, one through four. Is America is unwinding. The world is undergoing massive change. Material is a journey through what it means to be alive today. That sounds it's it's it, it from the covers that I've seen of this of uh, this comic series, it looks uh, looks very interesting and very political. Then also a uh, a new comic is out this week, uh, from under from under mountains number one, uh, in the first issue of this new fantasy series, old feuds and new monsters rise up to haunt the isolated northern fortress of I'm assuming this is Cars Gate. Yeah, Cars Gate. Carl's Gate? No, Cars. Okay. It's spelled as Cars, but with a K and then Gate. Huh. Interesting. So I'm going with Cars Gate. But it looks cool. It looks like it's like a cross between old Roman and old Egyptian. At least that's what the artwork looks like. So I'm excited. I'll definitely be picking this one up uh, tomorrow. All right. Or today. Yeah. Because we record this on Tuesday. So, yeah. So if you're listening to this. All right. Coming out in movies this week. Uh, let's see here. Where do we begin? Anything worth me spending my money on? Well, there are two big films that open up this week. As first up is The Walk. This is the new Robert Zemeckis, Joseph Gordon-Levy uh, film. Uh, this is about the... Oh, yeah. I was reading an article about this saying that it's so real that it's making people sick in theaters to right, watch it. Because it's only being released in IMAX. And uh, so in 1974, high high-wire artist... Felipe Petit, he's French. It's based on that true story. Yeah, where he strung a wire between the Twin Towers and walked across. That's exactly what this film's about. There you go. Starring good old JGL. That's right. I'm pretty sure if you've seen the documentary about it, you might have seen this. Then also, coming out this week, I know I have one friend that is super excited about this. I really want JGL to win the box office race, but I know that this He's not going to. He's not going to because the new... Ridley Scott Matt Damon movie is I'll never get tired of that Matt Damon Damon. Uh, The Martian is out uh, this Friday as well and I'm sure you all know what that's about Matt Damon astronaut gets left on Mars they believe him to be dead but then he cultivates Mars and is able to survive there and hopefully gets rescued by all his NASA buddies after putting up signs and like signals out there astronaut Mark Watney is still alive yep Pretty much, yeah. See it, those damn trailers, man. They they fucking work. They do. They absolutely do. All right, Sam, uh, you got anything for Oh Shit I Forgot? I don't this week. What about wow. you? Really? I well, got nothing, man. Okay, yeah. yeah this week, uh, I'm so excited about this, and this is truly Oh Shit I Forgot because this story is actually about 20 days old now, but I don't care. Super excited about it. Is We were talking about him earlier uh, in this uh, show. Is Mark Miller, you know, he wrote a the we were talking about chrononauts earlier he's, great comic book he's, series. he's the writer behind it and it was just a f- short four issue run 
Well, they have announced that in 2016, not exactly sure when in 2016, but in 2016, they will be coming out with Chrononauts 2. Yay! So don't know if it's going to be a continuation of the storyline or if it will be maybe, well, definitely could be the fallout of what happened. But so super excited about that. Uh, so Chrononauts number two coming out 2016. Keep it right here uh, to uh, to find out more information. We'll let you know when we get more details. All right, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We hope you liked it. If you did, if you didn't, let us know by going onto Facebook and uh, telling us on our page. Just do a search for My Comic Life. You can also let us know what you like and what you don't like by leaving us comments in the iTunes store. That really helps us out. And while you're also taking time to write a comment, uh, you know, throw some stars. That also really helps. And then if you're telling your friends about the show and they say, I don't have a Apple device, so I can't use iTunes, tell them to use the Podcast Republic, Podcast Attic app. Uh, they can't rate the show through the app, but it still counts as a subscription. And so that still helps us out. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. Our handle on there is mycomic underscore life. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Next Wave Radio Network. They can all be found in iTunes by either you can just do a search for Next Wave Radio or you can go to nextwave-radio.com to find all the shows on there. And all of our past shows are also up on the website for download. Uh, next week, we will be taking the week off because I am going to Utah. Utah. Utah for one of uh, for a friend's wedding that I am in. So I'm actually leaving on the day that we record. So no show next week, uh, everybody. But like I said earlier, next week, Sam and I will be on the editing bay with Joe and Joel to talk about Howard the Duck. So, uh, Sam, if you got nothing else, I got nothing else. Uh, let's go ahead and close this thing out. Ditch the herd. Be a nerd. Stay strong out there, my friends. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.